Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes. I am very grateful to welcome our guest. This is Keitan Benegal. He is the founder and CEO of Cloud Fountain Incorporated, all the way from Belmont, Massachusetts. So thank you so much for being here, Keitan. I really appreciate your time today. Tell the audience a little bit more about Cloud Fountain and what you folks do. Thank you, Sean, for inviting uh, inviting me on this uh, podcast. Um, so Cloud Fountain basically is a um, CRM consulting firm uh, based out of Belmont. Um, we primarily focus on three areas, uh, CRM, AI, machine learning, and web development. Um, we have our offshore office in India. And uh, we have a few employees in Venezuela also. Uh, so uh, I think that's that's primarily it. And yeah, our core industries that we focus on is insurance, uh, financial asset management companies, um, and non-profit organizations. Oh, very good. Okay, so you're you're specializing in the uh, insurance, but also nonprofits as well. That's an interesting niche. <laughs> very good. All right. Well, we'll get to our questions then. First mm -hmm. question, uh, Caden, share a time when you had maybe a conflict with a coworker or a subordinate or maybe a supervisor, and then describe a little bit about how you resolved it. Um, <clears throat> there have been quite a few, but um, the one, the latest one that I recall um, was... I was a solutions architect uh, with an insurance uh, client and I was allocated to another uh, architect in my team as a shared resource. And uh, based, I had worked with her previously, so I knew that she was an excellent team member with, you know, uh, very intelligent and um, very proactive. And she had just returned back from her maternity leave. So before, you know, uh, before she joined the project, I had to, you know, give her a walkthrough on what she was, you know, what would her role be on the project. And when I talked to her, I, I gathered that she was still having, you know, effects of, you know, postpartum depression, uh, you know, and, uh, and add to it, uh, she had all been uh, added to another project initiative also. And the solutions architect over there was particularly difficult to work with. So she had this, you know, those two problems to deal with. So I conducted a, a, a couple of one-on-one -on -one session, sessions with her uh, to tackle this issue separately. First, I started with her assignments in, uh, in my uh, project initiative. And we came with an, uh, you know, a plan to uh, start us, you know, slowly, sort of run with. So we created, a, prepared a runway for her. So she started, you know, she would start with simple assignments with, uh, you know, no, <clears throat> without, you know, incurring any uh, delivery or timeline uh, pressures. And then I got uh, this approval, you know, I got everybody, you know, project, the product owners, the uh, scrum masters, the business uh, owners uh, to agree with that. And everybody agreed easily because they knew her and they, she was well liked in the team. So <clears throat> once we were able to tackle that, then uh, we went, we moved on to the next problem. Um, <clears throat> the solution architect in the other project initiative uh, had the habit of, you know, having his say uh, without taking anybody's input. And it used to happen quite often. So, and 
this architect she was with, um she she is intelligent she is proactive so she would always have her ideas and she would like to share and that's where you know they had this friction you know it created strife so i recommended her that uh, to have a different approach towards the same you know issue rather than proposing any solutions which the solution architect would feel like threatened with or get defensive about it i uh, i proposed her that you uh, ask questions and lead by questions you know to the point that you are trying to make so she followed up on it and after a couple of months she you know she informed me that uh, my suggestions worked well with her and she was able to develop her relations and get her you know ideas up uh, implemented so worked out Very well good. well i like that you created a plan and that you were patient enough to kind of take one thing at a time and just kind of step through that but that's a great solution thank you well kaden i'm sure that you have heard the phrase that people don't leave jobs they leave managers what's one suggestion that you have for helping leaders retain their talent longer ah uh, uh actually there are quite a few steps that or uh, action items that should be done to address this kind of issue so <clears throat> one of uh, one of the key phrases that my co-founder had coined uh, for you know how we approach employees is empathy with accountability so we practice empathy <clears throat> and uh by understanding you know by putting ourselves in their shoes to understand you know what they would be feeling like in their roles <clears throat> and at the same time uh hold them accountable for the you know decisions or the ideas or the action items that they have committed to additionally <clears throat> i think that uh, one of the reasons of having this uh, issues are or people leaving uh, managers is due to bad practices it can be you know responsibility without authority sort of situation there might be bias but it can be due to absence of process and clear vision also so it can be a number of reasons and uh, <clears throat> so apart from empathy with accountability you need to have processes which set clear example uh, um, clear goals for the employees they expectations to know what they are supposed to do or what they are supposed to achieve however you 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 do not tell them how to do it there is a difference between those two you tell them what to do but you don't tell them how to do it this allows you know the employees to have the freedom to think and do things with a sense of ownership so you manage things and lead people by you know example i really like what you said about holding them accountable but with empathy and being i i just i completely agree that's such an important attribute of leadership is to show empathy still hold them accountable i love that i love that you just said you know mm -hmm. we don't not hold them accountable but we can do so with empathy so i like that a lot great all right question number 3 what is one suggestion that you have for helping teams build resilience uh this is something that i i have coined up, uh, based on my experience i uh, the question would you know is what is resilience you know that's where i would start from so when something goes wrong if the 
the first question that is raised is how you know rather than who you know that's when you can you call yourself a good leader so a resilient team is one in which you know all all the members are level headed and calm during a crisis they are they are analytical not political there is no mudslinging you know that's where you know you, uh, that's called a resilient team <clears throat> to do that basically you have to i mean again you have, you fall back on that empathy and compassion but at the same time you have to create an environment of um, uh, innovation um, especially in tech sector right you have to uh, have a um you have to give that freedom to, for, to the employees to not be afraid to make mistakes because mistakes are how you innovate you cannot you know uh, you cannot imagine <clears throat> addison creating you know bulb the very first time you know it's right. sort of you have to allow them to make a mistake and within parameters but you have to allow them to create mistakes and learn from it and that is how you create a resilient team because the moment you take that ability away that's where you know the mudslinging starts you know the the question about who did it you know that is the question that would first come up. so the um the factor that i always consider is when something goes wrong do you see it's a very uh, visible thing do you see people you know talk, discussing about you know oh how did it go wrong and how can it be avoided or are there you know communication going around who was the one who created that you know that issue that is where you know uh, that defines you know your resiliency so, i really like that so from your perspective when you're trying to build a resilient team and there's these struggles these failures these mistakes whatever your focus is more about how did it happen not on who i like exactly. that a lot. It i can really be like that. yes yeah great comment question number 4 is there someone that you would like to recognize that has had a positive influence in your life um definitely um a couple of people my wife and my mom so i grew up in a small town in india and uh, my dad used to work in post and telegraph uh, and my mom was a teacher so during my entire school life my parents uh, faced immense hardships and to ensure that you know we have the best education and uh, i still remember my mom would be riding me and my sister on her bicycle across the town in in hot indian summer afternoons you know temperature is like 100 degree plus and for 10 miles from my school to her workplace and uh, she would be teaching and i would be studying you know uh, there and when i was in 7th grade um, <clears throat> she is she was doing her masters so we used to study together in her university so and apart from that she used to do a lot of jobs and i learned a lot of you know the value of honesty and hard hard work from her and my wife grew up in a uh, in the same town and in similar circumstances and um, she is a, re- a real life you know harmony angel you know she always uh, has to be best at you know what she does uh, very detailed oriented and she would be wholeheartedly dedicated in anything that she does so you are naturally motivated when you are around you know when you see that kind of person you know around you and how they put efforts and that is you know through you learn you know continuously uh, you learn continuously you know daily and <clears throat> both are ex- excellent uh, people person 
they would remember if they meet you they would remember uh, minute details about you what you know who your family members are what clothes you were wearing what did you eat that day even after a decade if you meet them they would be able to recall <laughs> ah that day you were wearing you know this and you are you know it's to that level of detail they pay attention to that person you know you feel like you are the center of the universe you know when you're talking to them that's the you know effect they bring oh, so it's great Oh yeah, I'm I'm really happy that you recognized your mom and your wife. I just think that's fantastic that you're willing to say, "Hey, family is important, and these are the people that that had an influence." I yes. love that. All right. Well, our last question. Uh, tell us a little bit about your first job. Uh, um, I finished my masters in 2000, August 2001. So, and uh, I was the first one to get a job offer from. Uh, Uh, in my class and uh, it was a, from a german company but it was august 2001 the market had just started feeling the dot com bubble burst effect yeah. and september 11 right that's you know the, tra- right. the terrible tragedy occurred i immediately lost a job that job even before i joined and i was jobless for a few months uh, then i got a job offer in uh, a call center and i started working in night shift with uh, for priceline support priceline.com and uh, <clears throat> but i was very keen on getting into uh, software development it was my it's my passion basically to you know develop things so and i didn't want to lose that edge so i found a job with no pay uh, during daytime with a small software development firm and so i would work night shifts at the call center i would get ready and then uh, start my programming job and after you know 16 hours a day i would be working and oh, uh, it, it did for a couple of years and I, then i got my breakthrough uh, wow it was an exciting time so you worked at priceline and that's what made you the money but then you also did software development for, did i hear correctly for yes. no pay yeah, no pay actually i said you know i just, uh, i think the correct word term is pro bono i think yep pro bono <laughs> yeah, that's right you did pro bono <laughs> I did it, and uh, and the th- the thing is, even now I uh, I uh, you know I'm able to derive benefits out of that experience. Even now, when I talk to customers and they talk about customer service, I can you know recall my experience with Priceline.com, and I can I recommend things you know or suggestions based on. And I I was I had the first time experience working in a call center, so I know exactly what you know how the CSRs would be working you know and their right. database. So the, the it makes the clients very happy, you know, to understand. Okay, you know, there is somebody who is first-hand experience doing that, not just behind it. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about empathy. You know, when you've got that job, like at Priceline and customer service, mm-hmm. you understand better, and that builds empathy to be able oh, to yes. relate to the people that you're interacting with. But that's awesome. Thank you so much, Kate, and I really appreciate you taking time to be on the podcast today. How can people find you? Uh, I'm available on LinkedIn. Uh, you can search me by kethan banigal there's only one that exists <laughs> and, <laughs> one uh, of a kind yes and um, i'm i'm available to my site also the cloud fountain dot in okay and uh, sorry the cloud fountain dot com and uh, um, if you fill out the contact us page i would be able to you know I'll, it will reach me and i'm ready i'm always available on my phone um Uh, 516-637-2191. Very good. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you, Sean, for this time. You betcha. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking time to be on the podcast today. And again, 
I, I appreciate your insights and for being willing to come share them. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And we also encourage you to subscribe or follow the podcast, either on video or audio, whichever you prefer. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day.